Welcome to One, where we'll learn about the one body of Christ, one story at a time. Welcome. Welcome to One, this video podcast where we learn about the many stories in the one body of Christ. And I'm so thankful to the Lord for our guest today, Bishop Martin. And Bishop Martin, I'm just so thankful that you're here with us and welcome. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. I'm glad to be here. It's good to have you. And uh, mm-hmm. Bishop Martin has come all the way from uh, Texas, all the way from Possum Trot, Texas. And just to kind of give you a, a brief introduction about Bishop Martin, uh, he and his wife and the church are a part of um, uh, adopted 77 kids, their church did, out of foster care. And what we want to explore this morning is that story of how the Lord put that on uh, his and his wife's heart and what the Lord did there and did in their church and um, uh, learn from that and just, just see the incredible ways that God is at work and also just hear your story. Yeah. So I appreciate you being here with us so very much. Well, I'm so glad to be here and there's so much to talk about. There's so much uh, God is doing. It's just, it's just mind bothering, you know, and uh, what he has done already I'm afraid to think what's going to happen in next in this next uh, uh, session of our life, because God has suddenly proved Himself to be the God of our salvation in so many different ways. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to be here, and um, I, I've, I'm from a little small place in the Clay Hills or the Piney Woods of East Texas, and we. <laughs> My, my 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 story is so I, I don't know how to explain it all, but I got this little church. I was living in Houston during the time. And I would, I commune from Houston to Possum Trot. How far was that? Three and a half hour drive. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I did three years every other weekend. And I did seven years every single weekend, not one weekend that I missed. And, you know, when you do things in a godly way, God always has a way of rewarding Mm. what you do. So as I began to pastor the church and start going, it's just a little tiny building, you know, wood and dirt dogs building nests all over the building and. I mean, it was just it was just a little old, tiny building out in the woods, but in the midst of that, God was doing something that was unknown uh, to us. Um, my wife's mother died, and in places like Possum Trot and where I came from, we got small families, very small families. Uh, my wife had, my wife got. 17 brothers and sisters, and I got nine <laughs> brothers and one sister. So we have small families down there. But for the most part, you know, when her mother died, it was like a, I mean, she just couldn't get it. She just couldn't, couldn't find her place. So one day, uh, she, we had moved in that area in center. We, I live in center, but my church is in Possum Trot. Okay. So once now, we, how big, I'm sorry, how big is Possum Trot? Possum Trot ain't too big. It probably got about maybe seven, eight hundred people there. Okay. You know? Yeah, it's a right. small place, you know, on the corner. And uh, when we moved, my, my wife just said, Lord, I can't take this no more. Hmm. So she walked out in the backyard 
How much you got out there in the backyard? The Lord was saying, give back. You talk about all the love that your mother gave you. Give it back to one that never had love. So we didn't know exactly what she was talking about, wow. what the Lord was telling her to do. So she and I decided to pray. Okay. And God said, foster, adopt. Clear as day. Just when and, you both had that just very clear right, impression. Uh -huh. okay, what, what, what the Lord wants. So what she did, she ended up calling, you know, uh, and finding out more about it. I never, I never knew there was so much going on in the area of adoption. I had, didn't have a clue as what's going on because I thought people always take care of their children because one of the things I do learn that in the black community that some have the mama, the, the, the grandmama always get the children or the auntie always get the children. So we really didn't know all of that was going on. But after we started taking those classes, uh, it was 14 weeks that we had to take classes okay. and they was going to teach us and, and trained us how to deal with children with, with trauma. Yeah. And anybody that knows that a child come out of the system been traumatized like you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. So when we finished the classes, we end up getting our license. Okay. We got one of the, one of the ladies that was going, my wife, one of her sisters, she got a little boy or the first child that come in. After she got that boy, we ended up getting uh, a little girl and a little boy. Wow. Now how, how old were the, the little boy? Now, the, 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 when we got, the little boy we got, the little boy was three and the little girl was five. Oh, wow. And the state did not want to put those children in our home hmm. because they felt like that we were never going to be able to handle them. They was, they was tough. Okay. I mean, really tough. Nobody could handle them. And it was amazing because God wanted us to have those children. He did that. My wife and I said, my wife said, look, those are our children, and we're going to talk to the Lord about it. Hmm. We went to talking to the Lord, and next thing I know, we would tell the Lord, touch your heart, let those children come in. Next thing I know, that woman ended up in a hospital with a triple bypass. Now, I know he was going to touch her like that. Wow. But he just moved her out of the way. And no sooner that happened, um, her supervisor called one Sunday night uh, and told us that the children would be in our house that Monday. Wow. Prayer changed it just like that. Wow. And we ended up getting the kids, and I tell you, they was tough. Lord. And I'm not going to tell nobody that they are so cute, but yet they tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the little, from the small one, they are tough. They are really tough. They, they, they know what they do. They know what they're doing. And, and the ones that we had, Mercedes was a number. That little girl was tough. Five years old. She was, she was tough. Mm. She know how to manipulate. Yeah. She was authority in doing that. Now, how long had she been in the foster care system? I think she had been in like two or three years because okay. what happened was her mother, uh, got killed in a bad drug deal in Dallas, Texas. Oh. And as a result of it, Mercedes and them and Tyler, his name was Tyler, they ended up walking the street, eating out of garbage can and stuff Are like you that. Serious? Yes. They, cause Mercedes was gonna do whatever it takes to feed Tyler because he was three years old. That's, and, that's, and you think about that, this is like a three, four year old girl mm -hmm. on the street taking care of her little brother. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. Yeah. So if he would go into a store, she was coming out with some food. 
Wow. And she learned to be a thief. That little girl could steal, so uh, you looking survived. at her. Yeah. And she learned to steal. I mean, you're looking at her stealing, and she could tell the same story that she didn't do it a hundred times. No remorse whatsoever because she had been doing this so long. Just to survive. It, she had to survive. Yeah. So when we got them, um, all of the parents, when we got Mercedes and Tyler and carried them to the church, then I got, I learned what adoption was all about. I really didn't understand the dynamics of adoption until I got in the word of God. When I got in the word of God, I found out that we all was adopted. I had no clue, you know, and the only way we was able to get back to God was through adoption. Right. Jesus cleared that up for us. And even Apostle Paul talked about it. And even in the fifth, he said it was God's good pleasure. To, to bring us back to him through his son, Jesus Christ. So then I've learned, and this is where a lot of things I didn't know. The first adoption went on in the Bible. Right. I mean, man, adoption was not something that man created. Right. God started it. Moses was an adopted child. And, 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 and see, adoption is nothing that you lose your right with one family and gain rights to another family. And when you look at it, we lose rights to the family out there in the world to sin. God bring us in. He give us rights in his family. And then Esther was an adopted child. And the one that people don't believe that Jesus was an adopted child. Because Joseph was not his biological father. But they said, I can't understand that. That's not true, but it is. So what he was doing, he was demonstrating the power of adoption all the time, but we just can't get it. Yeah. And and I feel I, I believe today that if the church possum trot should be in every church in America, mm-hmm. because all of these babies that's in this system, it is it's crazy to see all of these children, and and we got people who are able qualified. Let, let me tell you something about possum trot. Yeah. Possum trot don't have nothing. It, it had nothing but woods and, and dirt roads and we don't have no McDonald's and no, we don't have nothing like that. No street lights because we got roads out there. We don't have street. We got roads out there. We had literally nothing. Wow. We started, when we started adoption, we had nothing but faith, hope, and trust in God. That's all we had. We didn't have nothing. A lot of people say, well, uh, we trying to, we trying to get a grant, you know, so we can do this and do that before we start doing that. It was nothing like that with us. And then not only that, there are so many resources now that at people's disposal that they can utilize now that we didn't have. We had literally nothing. And what we've done, we just said we're going to step out here in faith. But one thing I can truly say, when we got through, when I got through preaching about all adoption, we ended up with 23 families. And let me tell you something. I got a small church. Wow. Any given Sunday, I may have 50, 25, 30, you know, 15 people at church. But out of that church, 23 families adopted 77 children. 23 families. 23 families. That is incredible. And, and we had, it was so amazing. Now, I'm sorry, did the 23 do that over a number of years? Or is that 23 over like the course of 12 months? No, or? no, no. It happened, I think, 
I think it was, it had to be at least over a period of maybe 15 months to a year, to two years like that. That's incredibly short period of time. It, uh, it was a short period of time, but we was wow. bringing them kids in like crazy. Wow. So, but what I done though, I asked, I, I had so many people that asked me, can we want to do this? But see, my wife and I had to drive a hundred and twenty miles round trip to take the classes once a week. Wow. But then I had people were saying that we don't want to go. We can't drive like that. Wonder what they be wouldn't do the classes in here. Now we did fourteen weeks. Okay. But they said they'd do the classes at our church. But they cut it down to eight weeks. Oh, wow. they didn't want to go. They didn't want to come down in the woods like that. <laughs> they want you to go fourteen, but they only do eight for themselves. Yeah, for themselves. <laughs> so after the eight week was up, you know, they start licensing people, then children start coming. They start wow. bringing children. We got one family adopted five girls. We got wow. a grandmother who adopted. Uh, she adopted some triplets. Uh, wow. It was two boys, a girl, and another little sister. Anybody wow. that was anybody that, that that was able, they adopted children. And don't think that the church had a picnic in this. Mm. It it was not a picnic. It was not a, a hallelujah train deal. It was not because those children did give us some trouble. They sure. gave us some trouble at, at school. We had trouble with the schools and the communities, and people thought we were doing it for money. I mean, it was a whole lot of different stuff, you know. But wow. We didn't, we, we really didn't know what we was doing. We did not know what we was doing. We just done what we felt that the Lord were requiring us to do. And I feel today, even today, if I would have known better, I probably would have done a whole lot of things differently, hmm. but I just didn't know because we never been in that yeah. predicament and in that, uh, 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 doing things like that before. But what it did though, it, it created a lot of media. Across the t our country, you know it, it. It we had one of the one of the ladies that came from CPS. She called the Houston Chronicle okay. and said, "Hey, we got a hot story up here. We got a little church way back off in the woods. Done started adopting children, and I think at that time they said we done they done adopted about twenty five children already. And next wow. thing I know, the Houston Chronicle was down there taking that story from us. Wow! But then after they taking the story, it taking the story that that. It's about maybe three or four months later before the story came out. But when it did came out, it hit me, it hit the first television station. First television we was on was Diane Sawyer. Oh, really? Yeah, we was on her show. And then we was end up on, uh, Good Morning America. Okay. Then when we did, well, that was Good Morning. Then we ended up on Extra Hard Copy. And we was on 48 Hours and we was on Goodness. Live at Five. And we, and the list goes on. The list goes on. But, the media itself helped the word to get out. Mm. But far as doing things to really help us, it didn't happen like that. Mm. I guess what it was, I was looking because we were doing some, we were so far back off in the woods yeah. that it was so difficult that people just, I, I don't know what the problem was. But then I thank God though, because he never left us. He never mm abandoned us. He stayed with us and he began to do unusual things. Hmm. We by far one of the first churches that started a movement, that started this movement. Hmm. Because single people were used to adopting children, husband and wife, but never a church. Hmm. If you search the record, I don't think that there was another church in this United States 
started doing this. Wow. When we started, it opened up the door because the state itself did not have anything in the rule book okay. about church adopting children. Yeah, I can imagine that'd be uh, it, it, uh, unusual. It, it was unusual, yeah, very yeah. unusual. It, it, was, it was so unusual to everybody. Then, you know, we can't believe that. What are they doing back in the woods, you know? Hmm. But people need to understand and, and come to understand, sometimes God speaks to us doing some stuff that don't make sense to others. It may not make sense to others what we know. Well, why would they do that? I mean, they bring it, they're doing this. But the thing of it is, when you learn to be obedient to God, right. then your obedience, God going to handle all of that other stuff out there. I don't, I've never stopped believing that God was going to take care of us and he was going to bring us out. He was going to do some of the amazing things. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm, like I said, I'm just a little country boy. And you know, and, and I, I still believe in, 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 in making, doing my own garden and, and, and raise my own garden out there in the backyard. I still believe in all of that, you know. But I'm also, God called me for a purpose. Yeah. And the purpose that He called me for, even now, I still pastor church. But at the same token, God won't mean to let this cold world know that there's too many children mm-hmm. in the system. And there's enough church, enough church builders and churches all over this country that can empty this system out just like that. We got so many churches, and I guess they may not be able to pay tithes, Mm -hmm. and they may not be able to do this, but through training and helping them to understand that God never uh, was intended for them to be left out, that they, they are at the heart of God. James 1.27 said, pure religion is undefiled, that God accepts, that we take care of the widows and the orphanage. And my question is, how many of us really know what that scripture really means? How many of us know what Jesus meant? He said, suffer the children to come unto me and forbid them not for such as they came out. I wonder do we know what that scripture means? I really believe that the children, the little babies, is tied to the heartstring of God. And when we learn to obey because this ain't something that, this ain't one of those deals that you just do just because you're who you are. But this is one of them things that you have to step out of your comfort zone to accomplish. Because it is, it's difficult, it's hard. But I, I, I also know this, what is easy in this world? Yeah. I got ready to get up this morning. I didn't want to get up. It was hard for me to move out of that bed. What is easy in this world? But we have to learn that we are not in this business by ourselves. We got a father who's watching over us. We got a father who's taking care of us. We got a father that all you need to do is to ask. All you need to do is seek. All you need to do and, and knock and, and things going to happen for you. So we learn how to knock. We know how to seek. We know how to ask. We know how to knock because God is doing an amazing work now. And, and I think that, that what we've done, we done got too relaxed. We done got too relaxed. And, and God is trying to stir our hearts up to look, hey, look, I'm coming back soon. Y'all, we got work to do. We got to get those babies out there and train them and teach them that God loved them. They are not a mishap. They want something that God, because I believe that everything that God does is good. And those children is a part of God. Very much so. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. And, and to be honest with you, the majority of the children that we adopted is in college. 
Are they? They in college. And then they, they found their own identity of who they really are. And I'm so glad because I adopted four. Now, let me tell you something about my family. I adopted four children. Four children with four different backgrounds. Okay. And I got a biological son in whom my wife couldn't have a child normal birth. And he got stuck in the, cana- in, in the birth canal. And it damaged his brain. It didn't, it, he's not mongoloid, but it damaged his brain. So even my brother wanted to know, why would you bring another child in your home and you already got this problem in here? But when God auctioned your spirit to do something, how can you tell God I'm not going to do it? And we was able to get along. We was able to to, to my son has got the problem. He's doing well. And, and my, my, I got two boys and two girls. And I already had two already. I already had three already. Wow. So I got seven children all together. And everybody's doing fine. Everybody's doing fine. And, and I'm so excited to see that even things that I taught my children, not yet began to understand what their purpose is, and they'll come back now and say, Dad, I thank you mm-hmm. for giving me and teaching me and showing me, because if you hadn't came along in my life, I don't know where I'd be today. But thanks be unto God. Exactly. God got a purpose for those children. Exactly. And, and as you were saying, that the Lord called you and your wife to that, and you guys didn't have everything worked out. You didn't have all the answers. In fact, you didn't have the experience of it, didn't know if you had the resources. And, and yet... It was like, what was God calling you to do? He was simply saying, just say yes. That's all. Right, just say yes. And, and as long as he's called you to it, he's going to provide what you need for it. That's what he done. Right? That's right. And that's what he, and see, this is the thing. We tried to, before we, God called us to do something, we tried to figure out all the angles. Yeah. Let the angles go, and you just do what the Lord told you to do. Right. I mean, if God tell you to do something, he know what's, what's ahead of you. He already know because he's all knowing. But at the same token, we got to get to the point where we trust God like that. I think that the many people uh, who are doing stuff in the church does not trust God like that. But I believe that if we trust God with all our heart and lead not to our own understanding, he's going to direct our path. He said he would. And the only thing we need to do is believe what he said. Because if we believe what God said, we surely are going to find success in whatever he called us to do. Absolutely. You know, because whatever God calls you to, if he's called you to it, he's going to give you everything you need to accomplish his plans and his purposes. Right. You know, and where Jesus says, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is enough worries of its own. Right. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Right. Just, hey, just focus on today. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And he gives you enough to make it through that day. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, for folks maybe that, the Lord's putting on their heart. Maybe this is something they should explore. Maybe they, you know, as a, uh, they're single, <sighs> a husband and wife. And okay, Lord, is this something you're calling me to? And part of that process, I think, is exactly what you said, which is, I don't have it all worked out. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never done this. I'm concerned about X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And that point at which we just surrender and be able to say with open hands, if you're calling me to this, Lord, Make it clear and help me be faithful. 
and just leave it there, mm -hmm. right? Because if he's calling you to it, he's going to provide, right, the resources, the resources to do it. Mm -hmm. He's going to provide the help, you mm -hmm. know, if the kids are a problem. He's going to, the training, like you said, there's way more today than there was years ago. <laughs> I mean, so much more. I mean, and, and I shared with you before we started, you know, my wife, you know, was adopted. Her best friend was adopted. Uh, best friends adopted two boys, you know, and the... The, 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 the way that you see God work in binding families together in the beauty of that uh, is, is, like I said, it's to the heart of God. Right? It's the heart of God. Because, you know, he adopts us, right? Yeah. As yeah. His sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I trust you, guys. He adopts mm -hmm. us as sons mm -hmm. and daughters. Mm -hmm. So for you and your wife, uh, you know, you, you say, okay, Lord, here I am. The first two kids come in, right? Uh, Mercedes and, and Tyler. And Tyler. And like you said, they were a handful. Yes, Lord, two. So now you've already like experienced a handful, and this is why in the world would you go and have to get two more? Like it was like, what what was it going on there that the Lord would soften your guys' hearts and give you that like leading to even after the challenges of the first two to 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 bring in and adopt two more? That that that's a good question, and. It was so unusual how that happened hmm. because my wife's sister, they got the first child. She decided that she going to get two more, two more boys. Those two boys came available. They brought them in and they was seeing, we had to foster before we was able to adopt okay. for six months. Okay. Then you go up before the judge uh, okay. and that's it. Okay. But she couldn't handle both brothers. It was two brothers. Mm. They was tough too. She couldn't handle them. Wow. So what we made, we, we talked about it. We made a decision to not to break them up apart. So to keep them in the community. So we are, we taken one and left one. Uh, okay. And that's how that happened. And again, we had to try to grow another hand because that was a handful. Yeah. And then the last one that we got, it was over a period, you know, maybe six, seven, eight months. The last one we got, she, it was a girl. She was nine years old. And she felt, well, her, the people that were fostering her was professors at her college. Okay. And she was more or less cramping their style. Mm. And... They wanted to get rid of her. So what they did, they taken a trip a couple of weeks. So her 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 uh uh her caseworker brought her to her house and then and asked us, will we watch over her for a few weeks? We said, Yeah. Week later he called back and told us, She's not going back. They don't want her no more. Oh. And and she's with you at that, point at that point when you get that call from the caseworker. They saying, came down and told Those us. professors, they're, they're not taking and, her and, back. Mm -mm, oh, mm -mm. my. So that oh. was a, a slap in that little girl's face. Oh. But we brought her in, taking care of her, showed her love, and she became a part of the household just wow. like that. Now, I don't think that these was coincidence. Mm -hmm. I think that what God was doing, he was expanding our territory to be able to show the whole world that 
everything is not going to always be to your likeness. But you got to step out there and do some crazy things that don't make sense. And a lot of people say, why would you do that? What was the purpose? Because I felt the comfort in my heart did not to turn that little girl away. Hmm. After we had adopted, and, and, and this is kind of like a, a ending part of the story. I had one family who wanted the child so bad, but they couldn't just, they couldn't put one in there. But let me tell you what God did. I had been to, I did a, I was up in Ohio preaching and, and on adoption and all that stuff up there. I got back home that evening. A lady called me from another part of Texas, Beaumont, Texas. Okay. She called me and she said, uh, is this the, 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 the church or the pastor that been adopting all the children? I said, yes, yes. She said, look, my daughter got a boy that she got conceived through rape. Mm. And she's going to college. I'm the grandmama. She don't want him, and I can't take care of him. Can I bring him to you all? Bring him on. Wow. So I brought him, found a family to put him in. I put that child, that little boy in that household. And the, 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 the state allowed me to do the home study and all of that. Oh, really? So the and family then, could just go yes. ahead and do the classes with you? Yeah. And I did all of that. And we got that child adopted in that family. Oh, wow. That made the 77. And that now, was the last one? The that was the last one. Now, but let wow. me tell you something. We brought 77 in mm. and we kept 77. Really? A lot of time, in a lot of cases, a lot of the, 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 the adoption don't work out. Mm -hmm. It don't work out. They end up taking the child back. For an example, now they didn't take them back because I stopped it. We got a, a mother who adopted five girls. Okay. And her sister across the road adopted three. Okay. She got one girl and two brothers. And she died. The sister died. Oh. Eight months later, the husband died. There were three children they didn't know what to do with. So the state was going to come down and pick them up and put them back in that system after they had been in the community like about four or five years. Oh. I said, y'all, that's not right. You finna devastate that child. Yeah. Dumb children gonna be devastated. So what I done, I went across the road and asked the one that got the five, would she be willing to get three more? <laughs> oh, so my. she said yes. Wow, that's amazing. So then we put them in there and the state started taking care of them. And that woman had already had three children in the home. So she raised 11 children in a oh, trailer house. My goodness. And done a super, super job with those children. Wow. She was, I mean, it was amazing. And, and the other thing about it, if you had a husband and a wife working, mm. the wife would have to quit her job in order to support them kids. It was, I'm telling you, we've done stuff that didn't make sense. Right. And we did a lot of stuff that people would not do today. Mm. They would not do what we done. And I'm not encouraging nobody to do what we done. Mm. But what I'm encouraging people to do, find out what you can do yeah. to be a source of support to those who are ready. Everybody can't adopt. 
Everybody will not adopt. But everybody can do something to help the process for those who have. Yeah. And, 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 and stick with them. Help them out. Sometimes just go pick up the kids and take them out and buy them a, a McDonald's hamburger. Get, a, get those people some respite. You know, right. we all, there's so many things that can be done. But again, had not not known all of that, I would have done a lot of things different. But when you know you don't know, you just don't know. Sure. So then you have to just bite the bullet and do it the best <laughs> way you can. Just like, Lord, help the boy. <laughs> right? That's my father-in-law would always was jokingly his prayer for, for my wife about me was, Lord, help the boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I used to say, Lord, help this little country boy, because you know I don't know what's going on. Oh, so, man. It, it but you know, amazing. what's so cool, you're talking about there, Bishop Martin, is kind of expands my own mind mm -hmm. in thinking about, you know, fostering and how, like, as a, this morning we're talking about, you know, the church mm -hmm. and doing life together. Mm -hmm. One of our core values, doing life together. That that's the, the the body of Christ mm -hmm. is that's the way God is going to refine us and make us more like Jesus, right? And man, just the way you expand my own mind thinking about that. Let's say there's a family or two or three or however many God would bring mm -hmm. to it. Say, you know what? I feel like God's put in my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to foster. Mm -hmm. I want to adopt. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a whole body kind of activity, right? Yes, it is. Now all of a sudden, there's a whole body coming in, going, you know what? Mm -hmm. We can be there to babysit. Mm -hmm. We can help with supplies. We can take Do them for something. a bit, right? We can. There's that whole body coming alongside. And it really means a lot to the person, especially those who have a, a child with multiple problems and situations mm -hmm. going on in their life. Um, and, and believe me, um, they have some issues. They have some issues. And I always, this, this is, my, this is my, my thinking. I could be wrong. We do the work God do to handle the issues. Hmm. That's what I feel. Just do the work and let God handle the issues. Hmm. If He held the issue for that woman with the with the issue of blood, God can handle our issues. Yeah. But we got to know one thing. We got to be so animous about getting those issues to Jesus. That woman knew she was messed up. She knew she had some issues. She knew she had some problems. But look what she said. If I can only touch the hem of the gum. She knew that something was going to happen. And, right. and being in her condition for 12 long years, it, it really mind-bothering to knowing that I have this problem. I had it for 12 long years. I'm going to spend all my money. I don't have nothing else yeah. but to get to Jesus. And this is kind of like what we had to do. We didn't have the, the, the luxury of what it got today. We didn't have that luxury. We didn't have that beauty. Which, right. to me, I, I say it is a luxury yeah. because you got so much support out there, it's unreal. Yeah. But when you get to thinking about a group of people out there in the woods that don't have no luxury, nothing, but just raising children for what grandmama taught us, it makes a big difference. And I'm, when you have to do things that you have to do it when you come up out of hard trials and tribulations. It helps you to appreciate what God does in your life. Absolutely. But if it's just been smooth and sweet sailing all the time, hey, look, you don't appreciate that. Yeah. And see, I think that's what God's doing today. He's trying to wake up some people yeah. because we don't have too much smooth sailing. I agree. So he wants us now to become the people that's going to rise above it all. He wants the people now who are going to trust him when you can't chase him. And this is where I am right now. 
You know, I believe that God want to do a miraculous work to bring children out of this system. But God needs some people who are going to raise their hands and say, Lord, you can count on me. Lord, you can count on me. Lord, I'm willing to do it. Lord, I'm willing to do it. What is your, what, 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 you, what you do? I thought about, I was, this morning I was sitting up in church, and I thought about Noah. God told Noah to build an ark. And in the midst of that, he gave him specific instruction what to build it out of, how big the building was, size, how tall, how long. He gave him specific instruction. But for Noah to understand the dynamics of what the end going to be, I don't believe he knew. But what I do believe, he just trusts God enough to do what he done. And he is results of it. God took care of the rest. And this is what we need to do and let God be God. And we stay in our place. Let God be God. That's exactly it. Right. (laughs) I agree. So many times we want to have everything worked out, you know, and we want to be able to have all the answers and, you know, and it's like, no, that doesn't work that way. It don't work that way. Right. It's like, just give me enough light to take the next step. And if the Lord has called you to it, he's going to give you everything you need to take the next step and the step after that. Just be faithful to take the step. Yes, he will. Right? He'll do that. He'll do that. And he'll provide. Yeah. He'll provide. He never, never, never. And he promised us this. Yeah. That he will never leave us, nor forsake us. I believe today that if we as the body of Christ trust God with all our hearts, all our mind, all our soul, I really believe that there will be a major turnaround in this country. If we just believe God like that, we just trust him like that. If we know if God said it, he going to do it. It may not be in your timing. It may not be, you say, well, Lord, you you told me you was going to do that. Look at Abraham. God told me you're going to give him a son, but look how long it took God to get back to Abraham. That's right. And at that very old age, right? Old age. You just need to say Abraham. You know, Sarah, right? Yeah. She's laughing. Yeah. Right? Like, really? You know, really, man? Are you crazy? What's like, wrong come with you? On. Come on now. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> like, really? You know? And, 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 and so cool in that story, like with Abraham, look later in life, right? And, and he sends his, you know, chief guy to go off and, and, and find, you know, a bride for his son. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the chief guy's like, this is crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> And I think Abram could trust that God provides right. because right. he'd seen God provide, mm-hmm. right, throughout the... He gave us son. He, he, he did. That. Right? He did all these things. Mm-hmm. Had to mm-hmm. wait a long time. Was was in my timing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? The Lord provided. And so those challenges and those, those, those things that he went through, God showed up, which enabled then for him to go, I'm going to trust him here at the end. I know he's going to find a bride for my son, even in this foreign country. That's right. That's right. That's right. It, it's going to be because that's who God is. Yeah. And one thing I love about God, he can't go contrary to his word. Whatever his word said, that's God. If he said in the beginning, God, that's God. And we can't do nothing about God being God because whatever the Lord lays in your hand, he is able. That's why the scripture tell us that he who begun a good work in you is able to perform it until the day of the Lord. Right. And this is the thing that I look at. And this is the thing I look. Let me tell you something. We started this ministry. It had to be 
in maybe 1999, somewhere along in there. Okay. Uh, 2000, somewhere along in there. But we went through many, many trials, many, many tribulations, many, many setbacks. We had all kind of stuff that was going on with us. But we didn't give up the ship. God, he didn't, we didn't give up because we knew that if we just keep on going on, God going to do it. Now, here's the thing. Here it is, 20-something years later. There's a movie coming out. Well, I wanted to talk to you about that because it was so neat and, and how our stories intertwine and how I'll get the chance to, to meet you and talk mm -hmm. with you is with our mutual friend, Rebecca Weigel. Yes. And we as a church got to know Rebecca as the area director mm -hmm. of Care Portal Care here Portal. in L.A. Mm -hmm. And Care Portal was the answer to prayer for us mm -hmm. as a church at North Park. As mentioned, that the Hart School District had reached out to us and other churches of would you guys be willing to meet with us? And this mm -hmm. was back in the spring of 2019 and, and help us mm -hmm. meet needs in the community. Mm -hmm. And so we did, and it was just, you know, uh, with Kathy Walker from the school district mm -hmm. and just the Lord was doing something there, but we couldn't figure out how if they find the needs of social workers, we've got these resources and people mm -hmm. that want to mm -hmm. help, how mm -hmm. do we connect it? Mm -hmm. And we kind of both walked away there in spring of 2019 going, I don't know, we don't know. <laughs> and then mutually over the summer, the Lord brought the care portal, right. both the Heart School District and us. And we sort of met up in the middle. And we're like, mm -hmm. we found this great thing called yeah, care portal. Yeah, and we're like, no, yeah. we found it too. <laughs> and, and then so we, uh, Rebecca came and, and talked to us uh, there before Thanksgiving in 2019. And it was, just, it was just beautiful because for our body to go, we want to love on the city mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And care portal being to facilitate that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so we've been doing that for the past couple of years. Well, Rebecca uh, then lets us know, hey, I'm leaving. We're like, no, you can't leave. <laughs> like, no, no, like, we love you. You're doing, you know, God's doing great <laughs> things, you know, here in L.A. County and opening up, you know, through uh, uh, DFS, yes, you know, Department yes. of Family mm -hmm, Services, same mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. CPS in mm -hmm. Texas, Child Protective Service. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to work with them and, mm -hmm. and the school districts, but then she's like, well, here's why. And she shared, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, about you mm -hmm. and your family and church and Possum Trot. And they were moving there yes. because you had written a book right. about your experiences. Mm -hmm. And they were going out there writing the, the take that and, and turn that into a movie. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was like, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And so that's yeah. where Rebecca and her yeah. husband and mm -hmm. kids are mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. And, and so tell us about that, because it's pretty, this is exciting how it's, the world can learn through your book and through the movie. Yeah. The, the, um, Rebe I met Rebecca one Sunday night. We had been to church all day long. I was tired. I was dog tired. <laughs> I preached like a crazy man two times <laughs> that day. And I got home that night and she had sent me an email. And I got sitting down in my chair after I changed clothes and shower and everything. I relaxed myself, sitting down in my chair. And then I gave, I looked at my email on my phone and I saw what she had called, what she had uh, sent me an email. I read through the email and one thing she said, I've been crying all day long. And she said, I found your story online and it just had me just blowed out of the water. She said, I've never had anything like this. Come to find out, they was, movie directors and script writers. I didn't have a clue. So then 
She said that after we talked that Sunday night, she said that my husband, Josh, need to meet you. So Josh came, showed up that next week in Texas at our house. Because they was making up, they was going from there <clears throat> to Colorado Spring. Okay. And they was coming on back here. So he had his kids with him and everything. You know, she didn't come. And then Josh sit down and explain the whole dynamics. Cause I'm still lost because I'm a preacher, man. I'm I'm a studious of the world, but I don't know anything about all this stuff here. So <laughs> after he explained it to us, you know, uh <clears throat> they started putting a script together. They started with just, you know, a little bit. They just started. So over a period of four or five years, I think, they finally, now, they've been working on the thing for about seven years. I didn't realize it had been yeah. that long. Yeah, they, it had been that long. Because oh, my see, goodness. They had, it's so much to do when it wow. comes to a movie. And it is so much preparation, so much everything. Wow. You got to, you got to make sure then they got to have a proofreading, you know. And when they read the book, the first thing he told me, he said, Look, because Focus on the Family gave me a contract, but we had nothing at all to do with the the movie part of it. Oh, okay. He was completely out of it. Because the book came first, right? Book came first. Now, when did you publish the book? This was in 2005. Okay. Now, hold the book up so we can see that. So it's, it's called A Small Town, Big Miracle, How Love Came to the Least of These by Bishop W.C. Martin. That's a great title. Small Town, Big Miracle. I like yeah. that. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So um, well, what I did, they, Josh told me, he said, well, what you do, call Focus. Because they done had this book for five years and hadn't done anything. Okay. Call them and see what they release all the rights to you. I called up there, and the guy that's over the over the book writing department, he said, well, let me talk to my team. He called me back the next day and told me that, well, everybody said we can release the rights. But then, but my boss told me, no, he won't read the book. I said, well, tell me something. Guy's name was Larry. I said, Larry, I said, how long would it take your boss to read this book? This man is busy. He ain't going to have time to do that. He said, you know, you are so right. So they went back to the boss. The next day, I got a call from Focus and said that, Bishop Martin, we are sending you a letter. Sign the letter. We're going to sign it. That we're releasing all rights to the movie in your hand. Wow. So I got the whole thing, you know, written and released. Wow. In our hand. That is awesome. And God was God did that. It, it was amazing. That and is. then when I got a release, Josh and them went to work. And when they went to work, wow. they came up. So at this point, at this hour, this season, they got the script completed, really? edited, and they're ready to go. That's exciting. So they're supposed to start filming in August. Oh, that's so exciting. This year. Well, see, that that's gave me a little bit of comfort. Well, a lot of comfort. When Rebecca is like, you know, we're, yeah. we're leaving, mm -hmm. but then says, hey, we're going out to the post right. We're going to, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. shoot this movie yeah. uh, about you and the church. Mm -hmm. And just thinking, okay, man, to for that story to get out and for people to see what God did. And that's what I so appreciate in talking to you, yes, Bishop yeah. Martin, is how, you know, you just keep 
putting the focus on the Lord. Yeah. That he's the one yeah. that did it. He opened the doors. Mm-hmm. He gave you the strength. Mm-hmm. He called you to it. He mm-hmm. gave you everything to do to it. Mm-hmm. And I just thank you for that. Mm-hmm. That 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 is so beautiful because I think as people hear that story, and you yeah. don't shy away from the challenges. No, no, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't but do the thing that. is, it's mm-hmm. through those challenges yes. as you, I would correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. grown, strengthened, yep. faith deepened. That's right. Right? It is. You come to know Jesus in right. deeper and more significant mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all of that. That's right. Because you're like, okay, Lord, I'm going to be faithful. You, you called us to it. We're, We're going to take it. the step. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we, right now, uh, there's still challenges because even the children that we adopt, they still, mama, I need this, dad, I need this, mama, I need this. But the thing of it is, is that we are able now to see the growth in the children that God gave us, wow. you know, and, and see how they have come such a long way oh, yeah. from what they used to be. Wow. You know, I mean, they have their challenges, their problems, their situation, everything. But it's so amazing to see how God has moved in their life. And they now become to understand that they are so important to the body of Christ. It's unreal. So, and it's good for a person. We got a lot of children that walk around here today that don't even have a clue of who they are. Mm-hmm. And these are not adopted children either. Right. They have their, their mother and father. You look, you're talking to some children that didn't have a clue of who they are, what they are. They didn't have an identity. Mm. They were just existing in the world. They didn't know that love existed. They didn't know that somebody cared about them. They didn't know that I can have. Let me tell you what happened. I went to a place one time, and um, I was visiting children. And a little boy saw me, and he told me, said, I said, well, what do you want for Christmas? He said, well, i tell you what. He said, I don't want no toys. I don't want no clothes. I don't want no bicycle. I don't want nothing like that. I said, well, what do you want? All I want is a mother and father and somebody to love me. An wow. eight-year-old child. Oh. Now, how can you not see the need? How can you not feel the hurt and the pain and the suffering of an eight-year-old child? Mm. I mean, who are we? Who who? How can we represent Jesus and not knowing that all souls belong to God? How can we not know that when you get and see a child that never had nothing and don't know what anything is on, how can you turn your back on that child? I believe today that God has called us in such a time as this that we need to get in a hurry. Now, thinking about it, and doing something about it is two different things. Hmm. It's time for us to stop talking and start walking. Hmm. In other words, you can sit all day long and talk about the situation. But until you start walking to do something about it, it will never get done. And where I am today, I'm a walker. I'm not just a, a talker of the word. I'm a doer of the word. And this is what the book telling us to do. So I believe. That there are peoples out there. And, 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 and for those that have adopted, I applaud you today. I thank God for you today. I, I praise God that he will lead you to those places that you need to go with your children. 
And, and, and for those that have not and sit and say, well, I ought to do that. Well, I think I can do that. It ain't about what you got and what you don't have. God is able to supply all of your needs. So you don't have to worry about, I don't have this. Well, this ain't, look, we ain't, God ain't concerned about that. God wants your loving heart to connect with a child that don't know what it's all about. Right. This is what God want to see. It ain't about what you got. Look, we, we, this woman, she can raise 11 children in a trailer house. I mean, come on now. <laughs> that takes away the excuses, doesn't it? <laughs> all of them, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, yeah, well, Bishop Warren, I just am thankful to have the chance to sit and talk with you to hear your story and to hear how God did a miraculous things through you guys, through the church and Possum Trot, and how through this book and through the movie, Lord willing, that it will stir the hearts. And, and that's why I wanted to have this discussion with you today mm -hmm. was for that very thing, for us uh, as a body to hear this. And Lord, for each of to ask, uh, Lord, what would you have us do? And just be faithful to follow through with it. And this would be used for others who would hear it outside of our this, church. This movie and our prayer is that God will use this as a catalyst. Exactly. To bring hundreds and thousands of children wow. out of the system. I was listening to uh, a preacher last night. He said, our children is prone for system. They goes in the, the adoption and the foster system. They end up in the juvenile system, yeah. from the juvenile system to the prison system. Mm. And their, their life is continued to be system. My, my qualm is, and my thing is, we can break the cycle of the system by standing up and saying, Lord, you can count on me. Whatever yeah. you want me to do, I'm ready to move. And be faithful to do that. Be faithful in doing that. And do the best you can. Yeah. And, and don't, how can, I, how can, and this is the thing that bothers my heart. How can you think that a child know what love is when they've never been taught love? I haven't seen it. Think about that. Right. What do you expect from that child? How do you expect for them to react yeah. when they never, they hadn't been taught? They hadn't, they didn't know what anything. These kids don't know what love is. Right. But you have to teach them. And then you got to realize too, hey, look, them children have to learn to trust you. Because so many people done done them so wrong. And they got to learn to trust you. That's so take while, time. Yeah, while you trying to trust them, they trying to learn to trust you. Right. But if you show your love towards them and just hug them and love them and, and let them know how important they are, them hearts just gonna come together. And when those hearts come together, you're going to have some good children in your household. Oh, that's a beautiful way to put it. Well, and just the picture, go back to the picture of the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, God loves us unconditionally. Unconditionally. Right? Uh, he, he doesn't put conditions mm -hmm. on it, get cleaned mm -hmm. up first, and here's some hoops to jump through. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm accepting you right where you're at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't say, Robert, get cleaned up first, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. he said, then I'll mm -hmm. love you. Mm -hmm. He says, I just love you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and continually do so. Continually to right? do so. He does that. And, sure and does. it's out of that unconditional love right. that you respond to. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the picture you're talking about here, yes. right? As a foster adopted parent, is that you love unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Someone who doesn't, maybe hasn't really experienced love. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. And I think about, you know, Jesus saying, how will they know, mm -hmm. right? How will they know that you're my disciple? That's right. It'll be by 
love. By love. See? You know, and Jesus, Paul made it very clear to us. He said, while we were yet in sin, yes. Jesus died on the tree. In other words, while we was out there messed all up, he died for our sin. That's right. This is, this is by far, you are one of the greatest things that we can do. It is. It is. It is. Because it's easy to love those that love you. Amen. But those children don't know anything about that. So I'm, I'm just encouraging everybody. I'm encouraging, encouraging everybody that can rethink possibilities mm. and think about there's a child that might be calling your name. Don't waste the time. Pick up that phone. Find out what you can do to be a support. Wow. Like I said, you may not be able to adopt a foster like I did. Uh, my wife and I done, but you can do something to be a part of the process of rearing a child that you had nothing to do with. God just dropped them in your spirit. Well, you know what? I think we'll end with that because that's a beautiful way to summarize it, which is, Lord, uh, what would you have me do? And if the Lord puts that on your heart, mm -hmm. right, that child, that name, right, that just... Um, inkling in in your spirit uh, i need to talk to somebody mm -hmm. take that step and do that yes right? yes lord yes and lord. do that yes lord and i'll join you in that prayer that there would be a change because that's one yeah. of the things that rebecca has really helped us as a church mm -hmm. is to understand the size of the problem like yes. here in la yeah. county mm -hmm. you know of the number of kids that, that's a lot that of significant oh. number of kids that are in the foster you care know. system here in la county and also the connection to uh, with that and sex trafficking mm -hmm. yeah. that I was not yeah, as aware yeah, of yeah. and how when kids age out of the system, mm -hmm. you got predators waiting Ooh. in those, like literally on mm -hmm. the street. Mm -hmm. When those mm -hmm. kids at 18 get released from the foster care system, mm -hmm. there are those sex traffickers waiting to pick them up mm -hmm. under false pretenses That's right. and lock them into slavery That's and sex right. trafficking. That's right. That's right. And, and it goes back to breaking that system, breaking mm -hmm. that cycle. That's right. And being able to step in. Mm -hmm. And so and so part of that too of just expanding our mind mm -hmm. is thinking, okay, Lord, and maybe that's where we intervene. Maybe there's somebody that the Lord's calling to to intervene in that youth who's aging out of the system and nobody has been there at that point. Well, they can be the ones that come alongside and help them be the ones to, you know, to have a place to stay, to, to, to get job training, to get a car, to get, so that they don't go down that path. They don't know. Right? They, they really don't know. They really don't understand. They, uh, they, they, they've been so abused and so pushed back and, and, and many of them are afraid, yeah. you know, but then they age out of system and then here come a uh, fast talking dude come along here and say, hey, look, uh, I can take you out of all that. And there they go. It just blows their mind because yep. they are hungry for something that. Uh, they never gotten before, and they're taking them. The first Joe Blow that come through there, and yeah. and 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 blowing their ear, they gone. But the thing of it is, if we get them out of the system, and put some Jesus in them, yeah, that will be a major change. Amen, amen. Bishop Warren, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank it's you. been a pleasure talking with you. God bless you. And we, you know, looking for the release of yeah. the movie. Mm -hmm. But again, just uh, I hold the book up so people can see that. Uh, small Town, Big Miracle, mm. uh, Bishop Martin. And with that, recommend that and then look for the movie. Yes. And just a little bless you as you continue to be used mm. in educating the church mm -hmm. 
on adoption. Yes, yes. And that's my prayer and that God will continue to use me and take me to every parts or whatever. You know, I have to go. Yeah. I'm just going to take it by the horn and go ahead on and do what the Lord, because I know he's with me. <laughs> Day to time. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, man. It's a pleasure. Well, friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of One. And we'll just put this in the Lord's hands and see what he would do with it. Thanks for being here.